1: Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness
2: Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. And a very good afternoon, everyone. Welcome in to Trot's Talk, brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand. Greg O'Connor with you for the next hour, as has been the case the last couple of weeks. Is that? Rugby game going on, so uh, a delayed trots talk. Plenty on the show for you today, though, including a chat to Nathan Purden about their rather large team they have in at Ashburton tomorrow. Of course, it is Magic Monday. Uh, a number of the stars of Cup Week will be continuing on their way towards uh, the second week in November. We'll talk to Nathan about that. We'll talk to John Dunn about uh, the Diamond Racing team that are in tomorrow, where they're at and uh, what he thinks might be their best chance, uh, as we have been with Racing Queensland. We'll look back at an Inter-Dominion series 22 years ago, won by the mighty Pacer by Chameleon in Yulstar. We'll talk to Yulstar's driver, Tony Shaw, about that experience and what he's up to these days. We'll catch up with Richard Bromley, who's on track at Ashburton Thoroughbred Racing today and get the latest in terms of uh, what it's going to be like tomorrow there at Ashburton. Sarah O'Reilly's driving at the Pekka meeting, which is underway. Blair Orange just won the previous with Fire 4 Fiddle with a normal, brilliant front-running drive uh, from him. And uh, we'll wrap it all up, try to help you out with the late Quaddy today. But the Southern Man segment is going to kick in nice and early this afternoon.
3: I'm a Southern man, and I'm so I got the in my blood, and I'm going to be here till I'm dead,
2: well, dead. Yes, the Southern man segment uh, in the first part of our show today. Nathan Purden's given up uh, some of his Sunday afternoon for us. Uh, good afternoon to you, Nathan. Good afternoon,
1: Greg.
2: Yeah, thanks for your time, mate. This is when things start to get a bit serious. Three weeks on Tuesday to the IRT New Zealand Cup and your two-pronged attack, Akuta, the $2 favourite for the big race and, self-assured, not only a winner of the New Zealand Cup in 2020, but a winner of this race a couple of years ago as well. How have the two big boys bounced out of last week's run, where Akuta was successful, sitting parked, and self-assured made up a lot of ground. Have they bounced off that the way you and your dad, Mark, would have hoped?
1: Yeah, they have. Um, They're both in a really good zone at the moment. I think the last race probably would have topped them off to where they need to be as far as fitness goes.
2: Let's start with Akuta. Big change this week. Your dad copping a suspension. Uh, which takes him out until New Zealand cup week so there was a bit of thinking to do around who was going to drive the favorite for the cup
1: yeah yeah it's um with uh, with Liv sort of been there for quite quite some time and and a lot of the drivers sort of already uh, already taken up to it sort of she was uh, right spot right at the right time so uh, yeah she's uh, Liv sort of fortunate enough to get the drive and the good horse but um, yeah, I'm sure she'll, uh, she'll handle him right. She's, uh, she's in a good good line of form at the moment. So hopefully she can keep it up.
2: She's basically unbeatable on your team at the moment, Nathan, yeah. and that can only give her confidence, and this horse will too, because speaking to your dad, he said he really has gone to another level.
1: Yeah, that's a fair call. He's, uh, he's obviously always been a, a good horse all the way through, but certainly with preparation he's... Uh, to the, to he was
3: last breath, sure.
2: look he sat parked last week and, and was simply too strong for them he's beautifully drawn up in barrier seven so she's got so many strings to his bow that barring bad luck he has to be the horse to beat again Nathan
1: yeah certainly yeah he's uh, he's right where he needs to be and, and as you say it's not, a, not an awful draw or, Um, Liv can sort of weigh up options hopefully uh, he just needs to to sort of get away in the right spot and um, yes uh, after that sort of the rest is up to her but um, yeah I'm I'm sure the the horse will uh, will put his best foot forward on the day anyway
2: With Blair Orange being committed to Republican Party it means the horse you guys called Jimmy self-assured gets a bloke called Hurley on, you're not going to lack too much there
1: no, no, he's certainly, uh, if he's not the best, he's certainly one of the best, so uh, no, he's good, uh, very fortunate to get him on, and um, you know, he's uh, the, the horse is in a, in a good zone, and you know, I think um, you know, those two runs have, have done the world a good, and uh, you know, I think they run a really good race Monday.
2: Yeah, so a pass mark for him, he, he potentially could win this race, there's no question about that at all, but the stumbling block would be a cooter. so... A top two finish for him seems pretty realistic, does it not? Well,
1: I think so. Yeah, he's, he's, he'll run sort of the best the best race tomorrow. I'd say from his two runs to date, and you know, if he does that and and um, and, and keeps improving, he's, he's certainly the first two chance.
2: Look, is he showing any signs? As we know, a lot with the horses when they get to this stage of their career, and in the old Nathan, he'd be an eight year old, and he's, he's raced at the the top level. His entire racing career is he still sprightly round round the stables and and do, does he know or do you think he knows that he's getting on a wee bit?
4: Yeah,
1: I don't think so. Greg He's um he's sort of he's one of those horses. You, sometimes you you do think that some days you think oh maybe he's, he's a little bit past it or um you know he goes out in the racetrack and you're not expecting much and and then he comes out and goes as good as he's ever gone so. Um, as, you know, he's super sound and, and for a horse that's racing at the top level it's um, you know, to keep him this sound and, and sort of quite full of themselves uh, he's doing such a great job in himself so as long as he can keep, keep feeling well and, and you know, being a sound horse there's no reason he can't carry on to his uh, keep up to his best form
2: couple of your other stars in tomorrow, Nathan, uh, both to be driven by Olivia, the unbeaten filly, of course, Millwood Nike, 15 from 15. She's in the right sort of zone to continue on that run, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, she is, Greg. Yeah, she's come on from that first up run, and um, she's in a really good zone. She's uh, she's something special, and you know, I'd be surprised if she couldn't carry on her, her, her winning way.
2: Got a couple of other fillies in there, Love Struck and Amora Infidia. What are you expecting from them?
1: Well, two nice fillies. Um, sort of run into a, a year with, uh, with Nike. It's sort of a little bit rough for them, but um, no, they're, they're both nice fillies on their day, and I'm sure if they got the, the right trip in a race like that, they're, um, you know, they're both sort of first four chances, that's for sure.
2: All right, the race before that is for the boys. Vessim's got barrier one. We walk by Faith uh, is drawn in four and major hot a bit wider out. Um, I know your thoughts around Vesum and from Barrier One, he would almost seem unbeatable.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a horse race. I wouldn't say he's unbeatable, but he's he's definitely a, a very strong chance. And uh, yeah, he's got nothing to prove. I don't think he's. We know he's he's a very good horse and know um, yeah, no bad luck and you know, touch good luck on the day. I think he'll, he'll take a power beating.
2: The other two horses uh, we walk by face only at the one run winning at Omaru Devin Van Til takes the drive, and Major Hot's another one for Olivia that keeps going good races. The wide draw won't help though.
1: No, no, he's uh, he sort of missed a little bit of work. Major Hot with uh, he had a bit of foot troubles, good an abscess, and um, and that was the reason he, he sort of missed that um, the Harness Millions race. But uh, he's probably a, a touchdown fitness wise. So if he just got a a cart into it and run home. Yeah, we would be more than happy.
2: All right, a couple of fillies in the fourth: Madrid and Treacherous Babe. Madrid from barrier one. Treacherous Babe drawn the outside. Do you rate one over the other?
1: Oh, I'd say Treacherous Babies seems seems to have come come on, especially from the North Island um, prep. You know, she's she's sort of grown into a racehorse and really matured. So, um, yeah, if she got the right the right trip, or if she could sort of work into the race at the right time, um, she's she's pretty smart filly, so um, I'd probably favour her over Madrid.
2: All right, and can Oscar, Oscar Bonavina continue on his way towards the Renwick Farms Dominion? He's been awesome in his two runs to date this time. Isn't?
1: Yeah, well, he's, he seems very sound. He's always, through his whole uh, career, he's, he's always had niggle here and there, but uh, he does seem very sound and he's a real happy horse at the moment. He's trotting really good, so um, you know, I think he's in probably the form of his life at the moment, so um, he, he can t- definitely win the race anyway.
2: Nathan, for our Trots Talk are listeners, and the will be a pick six tomorrow. Um, which you guys have several chances in. I know you're probably going to say Vesem's your best chance, but he's probably too short for most of our listeners. What What's the second best chance for you guys tomorrow that the listeners need to play into whatever they're doing with the TAB?
1: Uh, I'd say Treacherous Babies are probably the, the next best chance. Um, it, it's probably relatively good odds
2: alright five fifty. the price around uh, her with Blair Orange aboard. Thanks so much for your time, as always, Nate.
1: No worries at all, Greg.
2: All right, that's Nathan Purden, trains alongside his father. This man's not in the training partnership, but his wife, Jenna, is. John Dunn is his name. His father, Robert, master trainer, a couple of premierships in the bag for him uh, too. The Diamond Racing team, always to be respected any time of the year, but... It's a pretty exciting time, Johnny, isn't it? When you you head to Ashburton, you know that the big month of November is pretty close.
5: Yeah, you sure do, Greg. And, uh, yeah, it's not far right. It's coming, come around pretty quick. And, like you say, yeah, good good horses are stepping out and all racing now. So, uh, no, great time of year.
2: All right, Ashburton, uh, tomorrow is a big one for you guys, as we would expect. Let's start with the feature race, where you have Bark and Mighty Louie. Bark's still on an IRT New Zealand Cup path. Mighty Louie, I note, uh, has been withdrawn. What are your expectations with Bark, and is tomorrow D-Day for him? Is it the day you go, yes, we're pressing on? He's 18th at the moment in the rankings. And how do you think he's going?
5: Yeah, well, tomorrow is sort of... uh got will put his hand up tomorrow, Greg, and he's actually going really good. He's sort of uh, disappointing. He, he put the wrong step in um, at Addington around the first bend, but he's uh, sort of horsey. He, he generally steps very quick, and he, he'd want to tomorrow and, and be up on speed. And, um, yeah, he'd, he'd be hanging out for the, sort of the right run, but uh, if he can get that, hopefully not too far away at the finish.
2: I tell you what, Mighty Louie wasn't bad last time either, Johnny. He was seventh on paper. It doesn't read that well behind a cooter, but I actually think he went pretty good.
5: Yeah, he's a lot better, but it's hard on Rory. Greg sort of is the handicap race last time, so he stepped very quick, and he sort of um, it's gonna be hard on Rory. Um, I know it's not 10 in, in the field, but still, here we are, relying on a lot of luck.
2: All right, the Gerard size Stakes, sophomore classic. This really interesting three-year-old bunch we have at the moment. You guys have Triple G, who's delight and Charlie Brown. Triple G just down on his absolute best lately, but he gets another chance tomorrow.
5: Yeah, he does. He's actually been, yeah, like I say, disappointed the last couple. He sort of, and even last start, he got a near enough run. He sat in the 1-1 the whole way, and he felt good and pulled him out. Didn't have much there, so uh, he actually his chain, changed his training round of it, sort of trying to sharpen him up to come off off one's back a bit quicker. So uh, he seems good at home, so hopefully it works.
2: Who's Delight had no luck in the big Group 1 at the Flying Stakes last time. Um, wherever he went, well, Zach Butcher got him and he got three days as a result, and then he got squeezed up uh, in the latter part of that race when Don't Stop Dreaming went by. Um, he's he's really the horse bubbling under the radar, isn't he? he? He he could easily win a race like this.
5: He is, actually. He's, he's stepping up all the time, and uh, like I say, no luck at all last time out. Unfortunately, um uh, horse took nothing out of that, so he bounced back fine from that. So, um, no, it's sort of also harder to go, the better he likes it. And Manners are man getting a lot better and it's getting more tractable in races. So, um, yeah, like you say, he's sort of not far away from those
2: top ones, all right. Yeah, it's a tricky race, though, isn't it? 1,700 drawn wide on the front row. Y- you do need a few things still to go your way, because this group, with no Merlin and Don't Stop Dreaming there, or even when they are there, they're very even, aren't they?
5: Yeah, like you said, a great bunch of three-olds we've got at the moment. And, um, like we're out wider, it's not going to be easy. There's a lot of gate speed inside. So in uh, 1700, I think the 1700 helps a fraction more, a bit longer than the mile. So um, yeah, but he's sort of horse, they go really, really hard up front. Um, he sort of horse, he loves that, and he won't be fast if they, if they do that.
2: And Charlie Brown inside second row, follows out Boris O'Kane. It's probably not the ideal draw, but gee, he's going great too, Johnny.
5: He's going really good runs as he says. Um yeah, like you say, it's not an ideal draw but uh hopefully Big Boris just paced around one piece and not too far back on the fence. Um get back too far on the fence and that's sort of the way you gotta drive him too, is a sit sprinter little fella. So um maybe hope he just gets wee bit of luck than we need in, in the race.
2: Hamiltonian, you've got Sonny's sister from the outside of the second row in a very competitive three year old section this year. Yeah, it's not
5: gonna be easy out there, but uh I hope I can just follow Bob's horse. He looks like the one to beat. He's a great um, two runs this time back. He looks like he's a lot stronger. And uh, so I hope I can just try and follow follow him uh, for as long as I can in the race. But uh just never hang the grass last start. He seems good at home. And, um, yeah, hopefully just get around in one piece and we hit the line strong.
2: You'll be looking to take advantage of Dance Till Dawn's draw compared to Artie's Express, and it is a pref draw. Um, very good win, two starts back uh, Albeit down in grade, and and I thought a pretty solid performance last time. Uh she's very capable, isn't she? In race number ten.
5: Yeah, she is. Uh, yeah, great two starts back, and I thought last time I got sort of held up enough enough to be, um, affect her a wee bit, and then once she hit the line, she hit the line once she got out very well. So, uh yeah, I'm going to have to take, like I say, Artie's Express is the one to beat, and she's out out wide in the second row. So I've got to take advantage at the start if I try the best I can anyway to um, have a crack to beat her.
2: Alright, few other chances for you. Kawai, can't touch this in the first couple of races. Follow your dream and forever me. What's the best of those? And of course the stable have Adesanya in the last, who I thought swarming towards a bit better form.
5: Yeah, he's getting better. He's just sort of he's lacking that bit of speed at the end but he keeps riding the line. But uh, I'd say Kawai, he very disappointed last time out. But The, the horse that trolled up, um, if that Kawai turns up, I, I'd say uh, well, hopefully he does and
2: I'll say he'd be my best one. All right. That's a $4.50 chance for cousin Tom Baggery in race number one. What's the best of the diamond racing chances tomorrow at Burton, Johnny? Uh, I'll
5: go Who's Who's I know he's drawn right. out wide. It's not going to be easy, but um, just on work at home and ways, and ways racing, I'll
2: go him. All right. Great each way chance at $9. Always appreciate your time. Go well tomorrow.
5: Thanks for that, Greg.
2: Beautiful, that's Johnny Dunn uh, out of the Wood End base. Of course, his wife Jenna, his dad Robert uh, with the Diamond Racing team and Johnny has a huge part to play in that. You're with Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. For everything you need to know about harness racing, go to hrnz.co.nz. On the other side, we'll go back in time and relive that wonderful series out of Albion Park at the start of 2001. It was about... The middle of winter, actually, from memory. Felt like winter, anyway. Uh, and we'll talk to Tony Shaw about what it was like.
0: But at it again, poked the head in front. Shaker maker can't go with him. Persistency can't go on. Courage under fire still there. And Pocket Me is emerging. Dennis Wilson is looking for his finest moment in harness racing. He's got 100 meters left to go. At it again's in front. Pocket Me and Yule flying. Yule after At It Again. Yule Star's into Dominion. Yule Star for the Kiwis has beaten At It Again, Pocket Me, and Breedy's fella.
2: Never get told, Yule taking out the 2001 Inter-Dominion final at Albion Park Racing Queensland. Got another series coming up, uh, the first there since. Not only Yulstar, but take a moment. We spoke to Tim Butt last week about that experience. The man sitting in the bike behind Yulstar that day was none other than Tony Francis Shaw. He joins us on the line. Afternoon to you, Shawsy. There you go, Greg? Yeah, excellent, mate. Brings back a few pretty good memories On am picking. Uh, T. Fowler getting uh, Star over the top for the Kiwis. A series, Shawsey, that you didn't win a heat. Uh, he placed and enabled him to get into the final. Ended up four back on the fence at Albion Park. For most, not the ideal spot to be.
4: No, no, Big. It was um it was certainly a, uh, a, a you know, a good time of my life and um um Big Yuli we sort of had a couple of seconds and run fourth in the last heat and uh he, he raced good but he just couldn't um I think I run into Shake and Maker one heat and and, and courage on the fire and another and they and they beat me on those two occasions and um but he, he did race good and um I was lucky enough to stay at Chewy Hunters with him, and um and I spent the whole time there, and we sort of guided us through the, you know, with the uh, weather and the heat and that over there, is the best way to attack it. And um, when the draws came out, I think uh, there was only two draws left. It was either eight or one the second row, and we were lucky to get one in the second row, which is probably better off than eight. So, um, yeah, it, was, uh, it worked out in our favour in the end.
2: When you hear that race replay or watch it and you hear the quality of horse in there, at it again, Pocket Me, who was multiple Group 1 placed, Courage Under Fire, Shaker Maker, it was a series of a hell of a lot of depth, wasn't it?
4: Oh, yeah, you know, you mentioned those ones, home. DG was there as well, I mean, he won 9 or 10 Group 1 races, um, he was a superstar as well, so, um, you know, he was just in the zone at that time of his life, and, um, you know, um, he was racing really good, and he won the new Zealand Cup, and, um, it was good to go over there and beat the Aussies on their turf. I think the first time it had been done for quite a while. So uh, um, yeah, they you know typical Australians. They I think they they sort of told us the New Zealand Cup was a novelty race or some something like that. And um, <laughs> we yeah just to to go and give it to them on their own um, turf was was really good and satisfying.
2: Yeah, first horse to break four minutes in that novelty race, three fifty nine one I think it was and. Um, he he was the horse that uh, every driver, young driver and you've been in the game your entire life searches for and um, when he built up momentum Shawsy, he, he was not only a sight to behold, he must have been incredible to drive
4: Yeah he was, you know he sort of um, he followed speed you know, um, they could run any speed and, and, and he could just come off, off high speed and kick and um, yeah, I was very fortunate, you know, sort of, uh, the old, all the stars aligned with me really. He was trained down in the central districts and he was away from the, you know, the Tony Hurlaheys and the Morris McHenry's and, um, and the good drivers, David Butchers and that up here. And, and I was traveling down there at that time and sort of got a, build a relationship with the Nolans and, um, and was lucky enough to stay on them and, uh, yeah, sort of, uh, was at some probably at some stage it was the blind leading the blind, but um we got the job done in some of the big races and that over there and as I say I was very lucky and fortunate and a lot of drivers probably that are better than me never get the opportunity to drive a horse like him so I was real grateful for that.
2: Still got my Yule Star hat and they've got Yule Star Street there at Albion Park, but as we know, Albion Park is not far from finishing the Games that are going to be held in Queensland means they've got to find a new home. So this series will be special and yeah, it'll it'll be a time of reflection for you. We know, Shawsey, that six or seven years after you won that final, um, you had that really bad accident at Alexandra Park so there'll be people out there asking the question, what is T-Shore up to these days? I know you've got your own horse transport business, but they tell me you've got one in work as well. Yeah,
4: just working a, tr- a trotter there that um, I've um, my mate brent mangus uh gave to me and we're just mucking around with him he's sort of he's working okay too without saying he's going to set the world on fire he's no you star, put it that way um but he's uh yeah you're having a lot of fun with him and when i get the uh, opportunity to work him and um which I've, lately i've sort of uh, with my business now i've got a couple of drivers so i've got a bit of free time to to put into him and um yeah, hopefully over the next month or so, he'll be he'll be at work the workouts or at the races somewhere, and uh, and we'll see how we go.
2: What's his name, mate? Eh? What's what's the race name? Uh, it's called it's called Get On The Source. Get On The Source. We used to do it, bit Get of that. Get On The
4: Source. We did. Mm. Yeah, we did, Greg.
2: We, back <laughs> said, in the back in yeah. the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what about your golf? How's that going? Because your old mate P Butcher, he fancies himself as um, a low figure golfer, or though he always inflates his handicap whenever I try and have a game with him. But um, are you getting out at all?
4: Yeah, we've been. Uh, well, I went out with him like about two or three days ago. He's just come, he's been away for ten weeks. Him and his wife Alan, they went to Portugal and um, Sri Lanka and Perth for ten weeks. So they he's come back and he can't hit a golf ball at all. So it, it's my time to. To get in there Good and
2: try and mix it with him, or leave it. Good time. Yeah. Good time. Absolutely. Yeah. He's He drove about 700 winners himself, Pete Butcher. So, um, yeah, he's certainly got some ability on and off the track. And, yeah, well, we'll look forward to you reflecting on your Interdominion when the series kicks off. 1st of December it is yeah. uh, for Racing Queensland, id23.com.au. If anyone's thinking about heading over there and wants to know further details about it, but... Really appreciate you taking your time out on your Sunday, shawsy, uh to, to have a chat about the horse that you will always be associated with or your name will be associated with and um, yeah, what a, what a mighty pace of the son of Chameleon was and uh, what, what a lot of heap of thrills he, he gave you at a, at a time in your life when, well, you needed a superstar and you found him or he found you. Either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah,
4: that's right, Greg. And uh, the, the memories I'll never forget, you know, New Zealand Cups, Hunter Cups and, He won a Ballarat Cup and won the dominions and, you know, probably probably the only time I'll ever get a drive in any of those races, and he happened to win them, so we had a bit of luck with him, and, uh, yeah, it was
2: really good. Yep, never forget the dipping of the head each time you went over the line in all four of those big ones. um, Certainly a (laughs) trademark of one, Tony Francis Shaw. Thanks for your time, mate. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Yeah, thanks, Greg. You too. All right, there he is, T-Shore. Yes, often uh, you find with a superstar horse, uh, anyone out of nowhere could end up driving them. And Tony's a good driver. He is a very good horseman in his own right. But as he said, the stars aligned. He happened to be travelling down to the CD, got on the horse at the right time. And as they say, the rest is history. Time for us to take another break here on Trot's Talk. Brought to you by HRNZ. Go there, find out everything you need to know about Harness Racing, plus their new site, uh, Love Harness. There's plenty of information there too, and you can get there via hrnz.co.nz. On the other side, we'll head to Ashburton, catch up with Richard Bromley, get the latest on what the conditions are going to be like for Magic Monday, and talk to Sarah O'Reilly about her chances in the last race today, was called Verlander, who has a hope, and she has several chances at her home track Ashburton tomorrow. Welcome back into Trot's Talk. Hope your Sunday is going well. Blair Orange has won the last two races there at the Tuapeka meeting. It is their cup meeting out of uh, Invercargill. Abba it was the winner of the previous and Fire 4 Fiddle, so he's in excellent form. We'll catch up with Sarah O'Reilly, who was placed in that previous race uh, very, very shortly, but Richard Bromley is going to set the scene for us for Ash Vegas, Ash Burton, tomorrow, Magic Monday. Afternoon to you, Rich. Afternoon Greg, how's things? Look it's going well, uh, just look back at the previous win there for the Thoroughbred Code and it was Trent Yersberg, the harness trainer getting it done with Alice Sarah so that's probably an opportune time to come in. Absolutely,
0: yeah, the horse went good, sort of made us run from back in the field from last and got up on the line barest the margins, they looked at the photo finish and she was only just got there so but a win's a win, it's on the board.
2: Certainly is tomorrow a massive day, Richard, uh, as it invariably is. It is Flying Stakes Day. Uh, These horses that go to the NZB Air Freight Flying Stakes, the likes of the favourite for the IRT Cup, and uh, Akuta, uh, self-assured, a previous winner of this race, Kango, the Kaikoura Cup winner from last year. Uh, Horses like Pembroke Playboy, Bark, American Me, all trying to ensure they get a start in the great race, uh, and then of course Republican Party won the Canterbury Classic, so uh, it's probably a Kuta's race to lose on paper. But there is that little caveat there that young Olivia Thornley takes the drive off Mark Purden due to his suspension. So uh, I suppose people are looking for a reason for him to get beaten. Is that how you see it? See it?
0: Oh, very, very tough. you a secret. It's a very very dark deep um, feel about the punters sort of. Um, agree there. I mean, I see Acute has been backed in from 170 to 150, so the, the punters aren't worrying about Olivia uh, driving Acute, and I think you know, it will suit the horse, and it would be very, very tough to be, but as you did say, there's a very, very deep field, and some quality horses in there, uh, vying for the line honours tomorrow for the Flying Stakes, which is a very good race, as we know.
2: Yep, the sprint for the Trotters with what the hill, Muscle Mountain very prohibitive odds-wise. Two-time winner of this race the last two years. Almost seems like he's got the perfect draw. However, he was run down by Oscar, Oscar Bonavina last time. There's the enigma in the race, Smoke and Bandar, who beat the paces at his most recent workout off the back of a disappointing Queensland campaign. Then you've got the likes of Resolve, Love in the Port, the Row Cup winner. Not without a chance, time up the hills, Equality Mare. Is it Muscle Mountain's race to lose?
0: Well, as you say, he's a very, very quality horse. But I think uh, Oscar Bonaventure, as we saw, the speed that horse possesses is like pacing speed. If he just sits off them, he can have one last crack at Muscle Mountain as well. It just depends how much more of a head start Ben can get on a Muscle Mountain as they swing for home. But, I mean, Oscar Bonaventure, he's really in the zone at the moment. So if one of those two don't win it, I'll be very, very surprised. But, I mean, like, you have to respect Muscle Mountain's overall form. But just the speed that Oscar Bonaventure does possess, um, big threat tomorrow in the Ashburton Sprint.
2: And, of course, 15 from 15, her name is Millwood Nike. She goes round the R heat again with Olivia Thornley on, drawn the outside over 1,700. She does appear to have the one on them, though, Rich.
0: Yeah, no, she does. As you say, I mean, the quality horses racing tomorrow are just extreme, but as you put her in the mix as well, she's a special horse. I mean, like, um, she, where does she sort of end up? Um, she'll take a beating tomorrow. I know she's drawn the outside, but, you know, quality goes a long, long way, and she'll be, I think she's a sort of a moral tomorrow, and she'll continue on her
2: winning way. All right, we've got the Hamiltonian uh, Classic there too. You couldn't but be impressed by Gold Bullion for Bob Butt. Isolates a very nice uh, filly with Phil Williamson. He also has Araha Kenny in there. Walking on Sunshine, the Oaks winner and placed in the Northern Derby and won the Southland Oaks uh, recently. And then you've got a horse like Confessional who's a Group 1 winner. So uh, a lot of depth to the Newman Tires Hamiltonian tomorrow.
0: No, there is. The way Bob Butt's team is firing at the moment, a very, you'll go a long way to get that beat tomorrow, shooting for a hat-trick of wins, but I have to say the depth in that field is first class, but you'd have to have a gold bullion on top there, but as you say, uh, very, very deep field would be one, a very good good mode, the Group Three Hamiltonian for the three old Trotters, but
2: uh, for me, gold bullion on top. All right, anything else on the programme, particularly early on, our punters here with uh, Trot's talk, with HRNZ, looking for an early winner, Richard. Have you got anything for us?
0: I think Kauri can nearly win the first. Uh, Tom Bagri does the training, John Dunn, the driving. Currently around the $4.50 quote. Was originally a non for the Hamiltonian, so has opted to step out of that to a lesser race. So I think uh, can win the first of the day and probably get punters off onto the right foot. So around the $4.50 quote, race number one, five,
2: Kauri. Yeah, that's what John Dunn thought as well, so it might be a good way to start the day. Appreciate your time. I know you're busy doing the thoroughbreds there, mate. We'll catch you tomorrow. Good as gold. Thanks, Greg. Tell you who else we'll catch tomorrow is Sarah O'Reilly. She's busy on track in the cargo today. It is a Cup Day. Hello, Sarah. Hi,
3: how's it going?
2: It's going well for me. What about for you? You were placed in the previous. That Blair Orange looks like he's going on the rampage, but Sally Lynn Denny went quite a nice race. How are things progressing on a Cup Day down there? Um.
3: My drives have gone pretty good so far, but I'm um, all done for a while, and I just have to wait for the last now.
2: Yeah, I want to talk to you about Verlander. Two runs back this time in, a previous winner on the track. A decent sort of a chance on the last, even though you're awkwardly drawn. You're drawn right alongside the favourite Dreams of Free. So where are the confidence levels, Sarah?
3: Yeah, he just hasn't been getting uh, too good of jewels at the moment, and he gets another beauty here. <laughs> but... um yeah, he does have a nice sprint on him uh, when he's saved up, but it's going to be tough on that draw, and, like, Nathan's one looks pretty smart, so hopefully we can just be finishing off the race nicely.
2: Yeah, OK. A couple of... Uh... Uh, four in his last two, therefore a top four place uh, most would be expecting. So nice on the each way. You head to Ash Vegas tomorrow. You've got some big drives, decent drives in the Flying Stakes. American Me, excellent winner last time. This is up against the big boys uh, tomorrow, though. What are you hoping for? What do you What do you think he's capable of against the likes of Akuta and Self Assured and Republican Party? Because he's done a great job. This horse hasn't he?
3: yeah he sort of surprised me every time he goes out there and wins like he's a good follower of the speed but he just can't really do it tough like partner or anything like that but um if he has a bit of cover and gets a nice trip i would hope that he could sort of be there in the middle of them like obviously there's a few bigger names out there this week but he he won't disgrace himself
2: yeah, you certainly uh, won a race that you wanted to win, the Meffin Cup. I know how much that did mean to you. It would also mean a bit if you could win for your dad with Sweet Bell in race number 10. Where's she at, Sarah? Because she's done such a magnificent job. and I don't know you did a fair bit of the training while your dad was uh, getting that uh, new hip. The winner of 10 from 51. Remarkably, she's only had the one run at Ashburton. And of course, she cops the wide draw, being the most tightly assessed going around, well, one of them, of course, American uh, Empress, Express rather is uh, the most tightly, so the outside of the second row, I'm, I'm still not convinced that that's a fair way of doing the preferential barrier draw, but you're not really interested in that, you've just got to work out how to do it from barrier nine.
3: Yeah, well, it's a shame, every week she goes out there, she cops the widest draw because she is the most highly rated horse um, in each race, and those fillies and news me- goes anyway, and it's probably unfair on because 'cause she's been doing some super runs but she's just had to do too much work and other ones inside of her don't have to do that sort of work so she's just been coughing a fair bit lately but she's been breaking the clock while doing it so like it is a bit of a shame that she does have to draw out wide every single start with the preferential draw but it's the way it is and I'm not sure how the race will go tomorrow, but she'll be putting in her best effort anyway.
2: Is she well? Are you happy with her? I mean, oh, oh, as you say, on the clock, Sarah, she's, she's going uh, off the charts, and she was really brave behind Helium last time.
3: Oh, yeah, super run. She We just couldn't get in, so we just had to keep going forward, but they were running along quite a lot, um, and she was still... She almost was going to get third in that race, but just got run down that last 50 metres. So it was a top run, but, yeah, like, she's well, very well, and she's looking super. So, yeah, it's just a shame she just keeps drawing wide.
2: Your drive in the What The Hill Ashburton sprint is time up the hill, and I'll talk more very shortly about her regular pilot in Katie Cox. We know she's going through a, a pretty ordinary time health-wise. Got some good news, though, Sarah. On Melbourne Cup Day at Addington Raceway, we will be holding uh, a luncheon, a special luncheon for Katie, where we'll be looking to raise a heck of a lot of money. And uh, we've got already got a whole heap of prizes to auction, including a flight from Auckland to Christchurch, courtesy of IRT. Better Vet have come to the party with a whole lot of product. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people get in behind this and I suppose therefore it makes it a pretty special seat to sit in the time up the hill seat because she's a quality mare and Katie Cox is a quality person away from harness racing. she She's just one of the nicest people you'd meet. Yes, definitely. It's
3: just such a shame um, the, that I sort of have to drive this horse because Katie was doing a great job on her and it's, yeah, just such a shame. She's such a lovely mare and I hope that she is getting a thrill out of watching her um, in these big races.
2: Yep, I'm sure she is, and I spoke to her yesterday and she's looking forward to seeing uh, what you're able to do with time up the hill. And again, you've you've copped a pretty ordinary draw there, so uh, yeah, she'll just need to be to be given an inch perfect drive to finish in the top four. But she's she's certainly quality, so I'm sure she can do that. Earlier on in the programme, Sarah, you've got Wahimo Hanna and Americano and Shard's matrix. Is Shard's matrix if he performs up to his best and doesn't have a gallop like he did last time? Is he the best of those?
3: Yeah, he would be, um, well, he's just another victim of the preferential draw at the moment. His last runs, they had been okay. He just kept drawing out wide, and last start, he was just a bit angry. But um, he seems good this week, and he doesn't cop the widest draw, so he does have a bit of gate speed that we have been waiting to use, so... Hopefully we can press forward a wee bit and get handier than where we have been racing lately, and he can keep up with them anyway, so should be there sort of at the finish.
2: Excellent. Really appreciate your time, Sarah, on a busy race day for you. Good luck with Verlander in the last and again tomorrow at Ashburton, and uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming on Trots Talk.
3: No problem. Thank you.
2: That's Sarah O'Reilly who drives time up the hill. Uh, look, it's inside three and a half minutes out from the first leg of the quaddy I'm going to give you a quaddy if you want to have a late one at Imbercargill. Uh, I reckon you only need two in the first leg. Numbers three and nine. Three and nine in the first leg. Take it out and what a minx, Blair Orange looking to continue on his winning way. There's an anchor in the second leg. His name, uh, her name rather, is Advanced Party. So you just take the seven there. Bit of a spread in the third leg. Uh, four Nutcracker six Mickey Knows, eight Joe's Rock, and Robin's Playboy, who's already won a couple of these, if not 3 to a two-a-pick-a-cups, in the last leg. You could probably anchor the last source in the field, 14 dreams of free, but I reckon if you put Wright as and Verlander in two, you won't be far away. So that's a late quaddy there. We'll take our final break on inside three minutes out from that too. Uh, just news on that Katie Cox luncheon. Uh, details will come out tomorrow, but... You'll be able to contact yours truly at Addington Raceway. We'll be looking to fill up the tables, be a phantom race meeting, raising a whole lot of money for one of the coolest people in the game as she goes through a tough period, Katie Cox. And if you want to make a donation, if you're back to winner today, go to Harness race New Zealand, hrnz.co.nz. All of the details uh, are there for you to be able to make a donation to that wonderful cause, which is for Katie Cox. Short break, other side, we'll wrap it all up for you here on Trots Talk. And you're home straight in uh, your Sunday show, which is uh, Trot's Talk. First leg of the Quaddy underway at the moment. Take it out in front. Blear Orange getting to the outside with Water Minx and Better Sensation looking to sniper them up the passing lane. But uh, Nathan just running up the track a wee bit. We can take the last 200.
0: Take it out, betting sensation. at Waterminks. Take it out, betting sensation. Take it out, still in front. She'll win. Take it out. Good gritty display. Take it out
2: from betting sensation. Nice work there by producer dude Robbie to get take it out home. That's the first leg in the three. Does take it out? Nathan Williamson driving for Brick Gray. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, just gets the win over betting sensation and Kirsten Green, Blair Orange in third with Waterminks after having every possible chance sitting in the 1-1 throughout. So that's the first leg of the Quaddy. I hope you got involved, and hopefully you had number three on your ticket. Trot's Talk will be back next Sunday. It will be Kaikoura Cup Day. Not only, well, it won't be, it'll be the day before, because they have their Fast 10 race meeting on the Sunday, which I think from memory starts just after 3 o'clock and then the big day the next day they have the new zealand bloodstock aged pace they have the irt feature trot as well it's a massive couple of days up there at the south bay race course so we'll have a complete preview for the monday we'll talk a wee bit about sunday's action as well and obviously we'll be able to wrap up everything that happens tomorrow on magic monday then we're into it the last meeting at addington before IRT New Zealand Cup Week will be held on the 3rd of November. Many of the big bangers looking to go there. The likes of Old Town Road, who actually trialled on Friday on his own. He'll be making his way down here to line up in that one. Of course, he's going to Kaikoura uh, on the Monday. So uh, the likes of Akuta and a few others. Will they head to Kaikoura? Will they wait for that 3rd of November, so you'd imagine that you'll see Old Town Road in the Kaikoura Cup and then the Cup trial. So uh, that is the plan at this stage for the current second favourite. Swayze, the Australian, spoke to uh, Jason Grimson during the week. He goes to the qualifying trials on Wednesday to get qualified from a stand. He did the same with Majestic Cruiser last year and he was able uh, to get that ticket and then run second in both the IRT New Zealand Cup and the Airpark Canterbury New Zealand pacing free for all. So that's the plan with him, likely to see him maybe in the Cup trial, but he hasn't totally uh, nailed that down. Last time he just bought Majestic Cruiser in on the Saturday and gave him a look at Addington Raceway, so that may well be The case again. Big thank you to our guest today. Nathan Purden took us through the All-Stars team. John Dunn took us through the Diamond Racing team as they build towards tomorrow. Of course, we caught up with Tony Shaw reflecting on Yulestar with id23.com.au. Big thank you to Racing Queensland for that. Richard Bromley set the scene for Ash Burton. Of course, we spoke to Sarah O'Reilly. She's got a chance in the last with Verlander and multiple chances tomorrow, including American Me, in the big one, the flying stakes down there. Big thank you to producer Do Robbie, pushing all the right buttons. Thanks for your time on Trots Talk. Make sure you enjoy the rest of your Sunday.